Here we go. Here we go. I know I started something. Here we go. Going to give it to you here in just a second. Uh, I pissed off Bruce in the Northwoods. Just, it's, it's not abnormal for me to make anybody mad. But Bruce in the Northwoods is now attacking the Packer fan base, just an FYI. Welcome back to the program. Final hour of the show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley. Before we were telling you, hopefully they open up real soon. Uh, we are going to find out when they're going to actually open. But I do want to do a show over there. So uh, as soon as they get the renovation done, I cannot wait to bring bring the show out to Stoley's and enjoy ourselves. Because uh, they always have had great food. But we're going we're gonna to get out there real soon. We wish nothing but the best for Jeff and Alicia and, uh, and getting them back. Up and running for Stoley's. In the meantime, Stoles Old 109 is up and running, too. Don't forget about that. So Bruce in the Northwoods, he's mad. He said, "Let me, let me. me. I'm going to read it verbatim because while the, the, while the language is a little salty, it's not, you know, banned from the radio. He starts out with the words, two words. Hey, dumbass. There you go. Now, Ben, right away, whenever you get an email that starts out with the words, hey, dumbass, you can kind of think. It's not going to be flattering, right? I think so. I'd think about good content. There you go. He says, Justin Jefferson is still catching passes. Packers fans are having nightmares. Our horn is better than your dumbass go pack go chant. What the hell is that? You sound like a bunch of candy ass kindergartners yelling go team yay. Skull is a manly Norwegian chant that comes from physical domination. You want us? Bring it. We're ready for you. That is from Bruce in the Northwoods. <laughs> I can just see Bruce typing it, like pounding on his keyboard, you know? Just Bruce is mad at me. Okay. Skull is a... Goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40. And John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Look. Did you let it play? Because that's where he goes. This is the ball. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards. He would have just pulled that thing that's down Detroit. and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. Skull. 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 Love it. Ah, uh, Bruce has now run out into the woods, screaming and yelling into the wilderness. <laughs> He's going to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. That is awesome. He has his hose out. <laughs> oh, that is just great. Packers fans are still having nightmares. Our horn is better than your dumbass go pack go chant. What the hell is that? Uh, did, did you realize that Skull is a manly Norwegian chant that comes from physical domination, Ben? Well, I knew it. They ripped it off from the Iceland soccer team. There you go. That's an Iceland thing to do, and it was a complete ripoff. Okay. So they're ripping it off from soccer. All right. Bruce of the Northwoods. You want us? Bring it. We're ready for you. 
you got you. Just. Oh my God, that is awesome. I love Bruce is just so mad. You just you got things typing. Just go back, go sucks. <laughs> Oh my God, that is awesome! I I could right now go to go to back go back to bed. It's uh, that just completed my day. I am in fine mood. Uh, I I might even drink. I might even drink by the end of the show. I might drink. I might go down and get myself a bourbon, maybe even a Cedarburg cider, and just go get it and finish the show that way. What do you think? Think we should? Think we should drink, Ben? Start drinking on the air. We could do that. Oh, when I get to the airport, you know what I'm doing. Oh, I know you're hammered at the airport. You're one of those guys that have to keep calling going, can, you know, can Ben Kenny please report to the United desk? Can Ben Kenny? We're holding up the No, plane. no, no. I don't I I'm not a United guy. Not a fan okay. of United. All right. Don't betray well, me. Whomever, like but here you come running with a sippy cup and a straw hanging out of it from your, <laughs> you know, eighth bloody Mary. So. I'm actually flying American today, which is a really? disaster. Because uh, it's a terrible institution. And the plane is not well equipped to fly in the wind, the model of it. So I'm petrified. How, how do you know that? Do they put it up there and go, you know what? The plane you're flying today. Boy, it's no, I looked it up. 30, the plane has 30 mile and headwinds that it's going to be flying into. It's really not equipped for that. So bring a parachute. <laughs> you looked it up. Are you that uh, like par- that paranoid to fly? No, no. I was interested in what kind of plane it was because some of the planes are, are crap holes. Oh, okay. Uh, so what, what airline do you prefer to fly? Oh, Delta. Diehard really? Delta guy, 100%. Delta's, the problem with Delta is Delta um, is so freaking expensive. Delta just, I, Delta's a good airline. It's just so freaking expensive. Just terribly expensive. That's You're right. the only thing I don't like about Delta. You're right. I, I guess you kind of get what you pay for. Yes. Um, I don't mind United. I don't mind uh, American. Um, I, I try to avoid Spirit for the life for, you know, Spirit and Frontier. Frontier used to be the old Midwest Express. They bought them out. And I thought, okay, Frontier is going to keep it at this high level and this really nice level of class and elegance and kind of business travel is going to be comfortable. And uh, no, they cheaped that thing out right away. They sucked that for all it was worth. And then uh, Frontier. Yeah, I'm flying a CRJ 700. Well, you're not, you're flying in it. You're not flying it. Correct. But not the plane you want to be in, in the wind. Okay. For those out there. I don't mind uh, Southwest. You just got to, you know, you got to, buy your tickets and get them early and get into that a seating but yeah and frontier doesn't give you the cookies anymore remember that when you got into a midwest express flight and you got in there and it was like because i used to love flying midwest express out to catch the brewers in arizona for spring training and you'd get onto the plane and you'd immediately go it smelled like grandma's house man had those fresh baked chocolate chip cookies that they were bringing on board oh i miss that so much they'd give you one and then if you were, like, really nice, you know, the girl would go, okay, here's another one. Okay, great. You're sitting there, like, eating it with a whole thing in your hand, putting your face up to your mouth. By the time you get done, you got chocolate smeared all over your grill. There you go. Uh, by the way, Ken says, hey, you want to tell Bruce, get out of his mom's basement, <laughs> go to the woods, maybe uh, do something to a moose. 
There's no more delusional fan base than the Vikings, even more so than the Cowgirls. There you go. Uh, and this one's from Tom, who says, here's hoping that the Viking season ends in a double doinker. Skull. <laughs> the culmination of the uh, the end of their season and the way the Bears ended their season, which was the double doinker, which was put up by none other than? Cody Parkey. There you go. Auburn legend. And, and that was against the uh, who? Eagles. There you have it. Eagles ben legend. Ben Kenny all well. over it today. Ben Kenny all over it today. Good stuff. The shame is half the people in the stadium probably didn't even see the play. No. Weren't they like uh, like completely hammered and it was snowing and raining and stuff too? Oh, no, just the sight lines. Oh, okay. I no, picture it is as you buy a seat and you cannot see the field. Yeah, that place is a dump. It's it's absolutely a dump. I've said that for a long time. I've been, been complete. And, and even the Bears know it. That's the reason they went out of Soldier Field. Even the, it's the reason they're talking about building a new two billion dollar stadium in uh, in Arlington is because in Arlington Heights is because that place is a dump. It's run by the Parks Department. It's just it's just terrible. It's just a terrible terrible place. Terrible sight lines. It's not great amenities. I will say the 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 Cadillac Club is pretty nice. I'll I'll give credit where credits due. The Cadillac Club pretty nice. Beyond that, that's it. Did you uh, ever seven, see that video of the fan from Sunday in the Packers sweatshirt taking uh, a tumble? No. Uh, did I see it? Yes. I haven't watched it over and over again. But the worst part about that, the worst part about that, taking the tumble, is that his ass flies out. Did you notice that? He's just got ass everywhere. He's got I mean, he not only took a tumble, he was on his head at one point in that video. But his ass flies out. If you haven't seen it here, I'll, I'll retweet it right now. There you go. I just retweeted it for those that want to see it. It's a Packers fan. Well, he's wearing a Packers sweatshirt. And what is he wearing? He's wearing a Packers sweatshirt, a, a Bears scarf. And or, an Eagles or, hat. Or an Eagles hat. So he's like all, and he falls. But he's got, he's got, some, got some ass. I mean, he's a, he's a rather large individual anyway. And he tumbled on his head. But, yeah, he went down. And did you notice the guy that's next to him? It must have been ice right there. The guy on the opposite side of the railing slides, too. If you watch, the guy in the tan pants, he slides, too. But there you go. If you haven't seen it already, I just retweeted it. Follow me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, and you can see it. I just retweeted it, put it out there. And it's, it's yeah, it's it's not uh, – it, it, it hurts you to watch. But he gets up at the end like, what the hell, you know? And all you can think of is, just, man, I hope he's okay, but holy mackerel, that's a whole lot of ass. Just a large amount of booty hanging out. Just All right, let's do this. Uh, get off of that topic. And, again, if you want to follow it or see it, it's over on the Facebook fan page. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Mike Clement's going to join us coming up next. We're going to talk with Mike. Let him take us the rest of the way as the Packers continue to get ready. Uh, and, by the way, no David Bakhtiari today in case you have not seen it. No David Bakhtiari today, so chances are he's not playing in this contest upcoming. Uh, but uh, that's the only guy that is not practicing. Everybody else back at practice, and you can see that as well. We're going to talk about it with Mike Clemens coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
I know some friends out in La Crosse. You took my advice. Love it. Annika, love it. Got a nice note saying, hey, we were out shopping. They went to Dale's, downtown La Crosse, did a little local shopping, and then over to Buzzard Billy's. Said, had a great time, great meal. But the uh, the Snickers cocktail upstairs was fantastic at the Starlight Lounge. I told you, told you it is. Thanks to our friends at Buzzard Billy's being a big part of the program, as well as the uh, the gang up at the Starlight Lounge. Absolutely awesome. Awesome stuff out there in La Crosse. Bring him in now, our good buddy Mike Clemens joining us. Michael, how you doing, pal? Good, Bill. Your thoughts on the Elton Jenkins deal. How much did you say it was for on the air today? Guy, we the uh, Packers have uh, confirmed it with a email they put out uh, in the last hour or so. Uh, congr- and you know that's a, that. It's a big deal when the Packers acknowledge a contract like that with a press release. It's uh, four years, sixty-eight million dollars, with the possibility to get seventy-four million, but uh, twenty-four of it is guaranteed. It makes guard. him the sec yeah, it makes him the second highest paid left guard or guard in all of football. Yeah. Um I'll tell you this, uh, you know there there are some folks that cover the NFL that you know it seems like they're experts at salary cap. They talk about teams getting into salary cap hell. I I see teams doing more damage to themselves by giving up too many draft picks for me uh, than I do than I ever hear people. I mean, as Andrew Brandt has said, you know, the former vice president of finance for the Packers, the guy who actually wrote a lot of these contracts to circumvent the salary cap. To, that you know, there's these tremendous numbers that these teams put out, and at the end of the day, the teams still have 75 percent of control or more. You know, there's big numbers out there, but whether or not the player actually ever gets to the end of that. And so, you know, the reality is there's just there's not that many times that you see a team that had so much potential and lost out on a trip to the Super Bowl because they had too much, you know, in the salary cap. I mean, it just mm-hmm. doesn't really happen. So Elton Jenkins, um, coming back from an ACL, he suffered in Detroit last year, uh, is a guy who... You know, Mississippi State, Luke Getze was down there and talking about him when he came to Green Bay. And so when he was on the board, they took him. He would played center down there. And when you talk to Elton Jenkins, you kind of think, wow, he's, you know, he's, he's, he, he's not very articulate. He's, you know, he's kind of, kind of a simple, laid-back dude. And it wasn't until after, uh, what was it, Lane Taylor that he replaced in 2019, yeah, yeah. Right. LaFleur's first year, uh, you start talking to Bakhtiari or some of the other guys about Elton Jenkins, and they, their eyes open like, this kid's really smart. So, you know, Elton Jenkins kind of reminds me like the guy that, you you know, you go to get your car fixed or something, and, and he, you know, he's not much of a conversationalist. Maybe you'd want to talk some sports, whatever. And the guy just kind of wants to go back to working on your car. And then right. you find out when he fixes your vehicle, oh, my God, you know, he's he's a genius. He can build stuff. He, You know, he's kind of a quiet guy in the shop. So we just talked to Elton the other day, uh, mostly about how Zach Tom was doing. But we asked Elton Jenkins, you know, who's got off to kind of a rough start this season when they tried him to tackle, how he's been grading out lately by their offensive line coach, Luke Butkus, like over the last four games. 
Yeah, I feel like in the last month I played well for sure. Um, I feel like it's some more stuff that I can get better at. Obviously, um, gonna take probably the off season or something like that just to you know just just to get back in my groove and get better than what I was before the injury. So um, just looking at the stats and the games that I built up, I was like, I'm not doing those things that was that was messing my day up. You feel me? I just feel like my feet where they're supposed to be and my mind where they're supposed to be pre-snap. So um, I feel like I'm doing good. Uh, so this, uh, Mike, uh, obviously this weekend's not going to be a freezing cold weekend. It's not going to be terrible. It's, you know, offensive line-wise, they're starting to play better. Zach Tom is most likely going to get the start. No uh, David Bakhtiari at practice today. So when you mention Zach Tom, I can't help but think, you know, with Elton alongside, his contract is settled. Zach Tom is getting a really good look because they got to make a decision on David Bakhtiari eventually. Bakhtiari uh, talked to us yesterday for about seven or eight minutes, just more about you know, he woke up on a Thursday and like, man, something doesn't feel right. And it's, you know, it's, it's in his abdomen. And thank God he got it checked out because he very clearly could have just tried to ride that out, suit up, and try to play out there in that Bears game. And maybe it would have ruptured and then he would have been, been in serious problems. And then he's talk, he'll talk about anybody else that's had their appendix out about the side effects or things that happen coming out of surgery. Like, you know, when you're going to the restroom, constipation and all kinds of other stuff that, that he's going through right now. It turns out his brother had one recently, too. And he's like, what, what are the odds of that? So Bakhtiari's still on the, on the mend from the appendectomy. But we got into this conversation with Elton Jenkins, because, you know, there's this, and you were talking to him today about the cold weather across the state today. I saw, mm-hmm. by the way, let's give a salute to postal workers today. I saw three postal trucks today. A couple of them were, they were women postal workers, all bundled up. But, you know, they want to get that stuff delivered today or tomorrow, the day before Christmas, right? And right. it is brutal outside today. I don't know if you've been out yet. It is Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's brutal. So we talked to Ellen Jenkins about this goofy thing the Packers offensive linemen have, and a lot of the northern teams do, about our offensive line will not wear sleeves. We're going to show our guns. We're, we're going to show off our biceps in the game. So Zach Tom is a Wake Forest guy. You know, th- this is the coldest weather he's ever been in. Uh, will he be allowed to wear sleeves uh, if he wants to in these cold weather games at Lambeau against the Vikings or the Lions coming up? Uh, as a rookie, I was told I can't, I can't wear sleeves. And they harped on me that, harped on that so much. Um, and now we don't wear sleeves, but on the sideline, I do put the jacket on because I want to stay warm. You feel, I feel like Superman, Batman, when you take the cape off and then go out there and perform. But, um, yeah, we really don't, we don't wear sleeves, but me personally, I'm not just going to say, no, nah, don't wear sleeves. I, wanna, I want you to go out there and play. I want you to go out there and be comfortable playing, and if you feel like sleeves is what, you know, make you comfortable, I'm cool with it. So if David said it was over. No, I wouldn't wear them. I mean, yeah, I've been. You're a convert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the last four years, I haven't worn sleeves in a cold game, and I wouldn't because, you know, the older guys told me not to wear them. So, you know, I'm just not. So Zach's got no chance. He's definitely. Yeah, he, yeah I'm, I'm, if he wears sleeves, I'd definitely get on him. But I wouldn't just, I'm like, if you want to wear sleeves, you can wear them, though. But I get, I get on with just a little bit, though. So, Mike, I know the Packers, uh, you know, practicing in Green Bay, it's cold, but they're inside. Uh, They're not preparing for the frigid temperatures that most teams are going to be facing this weekend. At least they get, you know, mid-50s and a little bit of rain down in Miami rather than dealing with, you know, unbelievably cold, below-freezing temperatures. Like what the Bears and the Bills are going to deal with at Soldier Field tomorrow. And, 
you know, you and I talk about that uh, 2010, uh, no, no, 2007 game in yeah. Chicago with the 50-mile-an-hour winds. Right. Where I said that, you know, I stopped at an oasis to get gas on the way to the game, and I it was so strong, it was so bad out, I seriously thought they might cancel the game. I mean, I like remember getting back into the car and turning on the radio, I was like, have they canceled this thing? Because they, they may just deem it too dangerous. They've, they they moved games like the one from Buffalo because with seven feet of snow, fans literally could not get to the stadium to watch the game, so they move it to another city. But uh, Rodgers is right there with you. I mean, he says the coldest he's ever been was at that Bears game that where Favre just looked miserable, where the punchers with the long snappers go, the balls would curve. Uh, and the 2007 NFC Championship game, the loss to the Giants, uh, that ended up being Favre's last game. And Aaron was asked, you know, do you like these cold-weather games, though? I mean, because, you know, Favre didn't in the last couple of years. Do you still like playing in the cold? I do. I love I love when the weather turns and we get to have some uh, Packer football weather. I don't know if you ever like it a lot. You just get pretty good at dealing with it. Uh, I enjoy it. You know, there's a physicality to it, uh, the mental toughness that kind of comes into play that I think as a competitor you enjoy. Yeah, I don't feel like the older I've gotten, the, you know, the colder it feels. Um, worst on the sidelines, not playing, was 07 NFC Championship, for sure, as we saw with Tom's face and uh, the rest of our bodies. Uh, 08 down in Chicago was really cold. Um, at home against Houston was cold as well. Uh... Chicago 07 was the most miserable I've ever been on the sidelines when the wind was gusting to about 50. Uh, San Fran, the first quarter of the playoff game at home, I was as cold as I've been on the field. That was a rough one. Uh, 16 in Chicago, uh, warmed up a little bit, but it was still uh, pretty cold at game time. Uh, those are kind of the ones that come to mind. Mike, San Fran. When he says San Fran at home, the first quarter of that game was that. Is he talking about last year? No, I don't think so. I think he might have been talking about um, uh, the one that they lost the playoff game at home um, to the guy, uh, you know, the quarterback uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, the Kaepernick. When Kaepernick ended up, you know, he, he's like a third down. And Andy Malumbo was out there limping along because that they were running out of linebackers, and he ran. He like he rushed for like 186 yards that day, and they kicked the field goal. That was a pretty cold game out there too. Mm-hmm. wasn't so bad for us, you know, going to the press box and that kind of thing. But I'm going to skip ahead here, Ben, to one other thing that goes on, and that's your defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, Joe Barry. He likes to ride a bike every day. It's a big old-fashioned Schwinn bike. Remember Pee Wee Herman? The uh, oh yeah, it's what the bike looks like. Oh my goodness! So he rides this thing, you know, down. And so lately, you know, when the weather comes around, we start asking him, "Did you ride the bike today?" And he goes, he goes "Yeah, I've, I, you guys, I've told you, I, I, this is my commitment." Remember the show Mash? There was a guy named Major Frank Burns. Joe Barry started to remind me of that character. A little bit. And so yesterday, you know, we had these frigid temperatures and high winds, and they're going into the Hudson Center to prepare for Florida-like conditions. But he's out there in the Schwinn on the patches of ice in the parking lot. I think somebody saw him almost wipe out. And so he was asked last night at his press conference, 
did you take the Schwinn bike to practice again today, Joe? What do you think? Every day, man. Consistency. It's what I'm all about. It's consistency, but it's also wiping out, too. I mean, that is a, yeah, that true. Is a legitimate possibility. True. I slid a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's all good. I'm getting, I'm getting, my, uh, I'm getting my bearings. <laughs> there is so many things, Mike, I could say right now that it would not be appropriate. I just, uh, I, I just won't. <laughs> just You don't tackle I'm thinking my... at any point. Yeah. No, you know, you don't tackle, but if he fell off and wasn't wearing a helmet, I don't think Packers fans would be too mad. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Mike Clements. He's bringing us home for the rest of the uh, rest of the program. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to the website. Get yourself a gift card for the speed fanatic in your life or uh, on your Christmas list as one of those last-minute stocking stuffers. That's our friends from GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's Great Lakes Dragaway. Dot com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, ultimately the players got to go out there. They got to read it the right way. They got to make the correct decisions. And I think that's what you're seeing from him. He's a guy that has been coached the right way in, in regards to reading with his feet. And he's doing a good job getting through his progressions and, and um, getting to the guys that are, you know, open. Welcome back to the program. Hey, don't forget uh, that our friends at the Bay Motel want to remind you uh, they uh, bring you Mike Clements, which is awesome. And uh, the Bay Motel in Green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable, the place to go. And just a mile from Lambeau Field. And it's perfect for a family stay. Don't forget about the Bay Family Restaurant. Homestyle cooking seven days a week right there on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. So, Mike, um, getting back to it after the Joe Barry discussion regarding his giant Schwinn bike, I guess, which is just uh, odd within itself. Uh, getting more to the facts at hand, you got uh, the Dolphins coming up this weekend and Tua. You know, it, it's interesting because they have not played well over the last three games. I was giving, uh, we were talking to Hal Habib, who covers uh, them for the Palm Beach, Beach Post. They're averaging only 15.3 points per game, defensively speaking, at home versus on the road they're giving up uh, almost 30 over 30 31.5 and a half points per game on the road as a defense but the packers are finally starting to score so you figure something this weekend's got to give will it be two of finally putting it all back on track right it was their defense that started giving up points and then you started seeing teams um sort of putting different pressures or looks on Tua Tungavaloa back there at the quarterback that got his rhythm off between their run game and the receivers. When they've got things going, though, I mean, they got Raheem Mostert, the guy that gashed you for like 200 yards in that NFC uh, playoff game, LaFleur's first, you know, uh, game out there in the, in the, for the conference championship. Now he, he still looks great. And if they get him going, that just makes it even easier for these two really speedy wide receivers they've got. Um, with you know Jalen Waddle, first round pick, and then you got Tariq Hill that they gave away all the draft picks for to bring in from Kansas City. So, and and by the way, I saw an interesting um, interview that Tariq Hill did just the other day on Fox Sports One, 
where he said, I was all set to stay in Kansas City. I wanted to play with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but, you know, we started getting these other offers, and the Chiefs just said they weren't going to come close to paying it. And at that point, he's like, okay, fine, let the trade happen. Well, you know, what the heck? And he's having a lot of fun down there on a team that's competing. So you asked Tua uh, yesterday about this. You know, does he think that he's sort of gotten over that hump he had coming out of that three-game losing streak that popped up at that time? I, I would say, you know, sort of how I see every play. Just had to take every game for what it was worth. Had to let every game stand on its own merit. Don't let, you know, what ended up affecting us offensively from the 49ers game uh, to the Chargers game into, you know, the next game that we played, which was against Buffalo. So I think a lot of those things were corrected by, you know, a lot of us offensively. Um, and it took the leaders to, to step up. And, you know, I would say we did offensively and um, really just got to continue to build off of that. Um, Mike, we were talking earlier about the, the head coach of the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. He looks, and, you know, Ben brought up a great point. Like somebody's dad, like his dad said, you know what? I'm not going to be here this weekend, son. You go ahead and coach the team. And then you look at his picture coming out of San Francisco, a little bit of a hair tussled and such in there. And I said, he looked like he just came out of grandma's basement after gaming for about the last 48 hours. He just, yeah, I just he, he's got a different look, man. You know, football coaches are like Dan Campbell or Mike McCarthy or, you know, they're big guys and they're imposing figures and they yell and they swear a lot and stuff. And then in walks in this Mike McDaniel's about five foot nine and he's got the glasses and the hair kind of creased back and he looks like um, he's there to fix your computer. He's. He looks like the next-door neighbor character, you know, to Sheldon in Big Bang Theory or something. Right. Doesn't, doesn't look like an NFL coach. Um, Matt LaFleur loves the guy. They know each other going back to their time together with the Houston Texans. And then apparently, even though McDaniel's always been a grinder and a real geek since the start, and maybe a guy that was helping introduce analytics into all of this stuff on offense, there was something about a story where he overslept, and that's why he got fired at the Texans. But anyways, the Shanahan group, they picked him up with the with the Redskins when LaFleur was there. And then they they worked together again with the Falcons when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. So Kyle takes him to San Francisco and eventually becomes offensive coordinator. Now here he's the head coach. And the Dolphins, for the first time, for the third time in 20 years, have got a real shot at the playoffs, but he's he's just a different kind of guy. Like in that last game against the Bills at halftime, you know these interviews that the coaches do now coming out of the, the locker room? Um, mm-hmm. When he finished with the woman that was doing the sideline interviews, he said, hey, nice coat. <laughs> he said that on the air. <laughs> the Dolphins are very protective about their players and coaches. Stephen Ross is in the, you know, fighting with the media all the time down there. So you, 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 there's not a lot of locker room stuff. They all bring him out there on the podium, so it's all on the record or whatever. So um, uh, the, here's the head coach, McDaniel, on the, uh, 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 up there at the podium, and now it's time to bring in their defensive end, you know, Christian Wilkins. And instead, McDaniel goes, oh, I, I see that you know, our defensive end's coming in. And he bows like, you know, like a prince would in a renaissance play or something to introduce, introduce his players going to be next after the coach. Here's a little clip of that. I transitioned completely. You just, you just, you, you just rattled me, and I had no idea. I was like, what? 
Um, so that was a bunch of nonsense. But yeah, who you guys really want to hear from is uh, number 94, the people's champion, Christian Wilkins. That's one weird dude right there. Huh? And you don't different. hear coaches do that. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, the hard knocks Miami Dolphins next summer, man. That should be a good one. Right. So, so then you ask him about, all right, here's what you got coming up. You're going to host the Packers. Then you're going to be at the Patriots in your division, and you host the Jets. And if you can win these three, you'll be 11-6, and six, and that's certainly going to get you lock in uh, as, a, as a wild card. And here's how he answered that. The only way that you can really do things that you want to accomplish, you have to give full intent to the next opponent. So I want them to see one team and one team only, Green Bay Packers. Um, what I do know uh, is that game um, matters more than any other game. And I think, I believe there's two games after Green Bay. Um, they may or may not be in our division, but I don't know. Um, you guys would have to tell me. Uh, I, uh, all I all I think of is I'm like a uh, I'm like a I don't know uh, I'm like one of your guys's children. In this time of year, all I think about is Christmas. Except this Christmas, there's a football game. What the hell? I know, That's like, a weird dude, man. Yeah, yeah, get a get a sample, right? It's time right. To take oh, a absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No <laughs> doubt. What you know, it, more towards the X's and O's, though. Defensively speaking, Mike, uh, this defense with Waddle and Tariq Hill, Mostert, obviously running the football, they've got some weapons to deal with. Yeah, and you know, what we haven't talked at all about is missing Eric Stokes, who was your speediest corner, yeah. but not off to a very good year, or Darnell Savage at safety. Who's speedy? He's just—he's been replaced by Rudy Ford. So you go to Adrian Amos and say, hey, "What's the last time you faced you faced two fast guys like Tyree Kill and this Jalen Waddle?" Uh, he says it was when they were in Kansas City against the Chiefs. I know my time playing, nobody has been faster than what Tariq Hill is. And then you got Waddle, who's not too far behind in speed. They fast. I mean, they can run. It's the same with, you know, when, you, when we was playing Kansas City a couple years ago when you had was it Harmon? Yeah, Harmon and, and uh, Tariq. So um, similar in, in that that you got you know two guys that can, that can really run. Yeah, I can't remember the last time that they've had uh, some impact players like this that can can get off on you uh, really quick. Um, now you've got – now here's the other thing. Uh, at least the Packers have all three phases seemingly clicking. Offense is starting to play better. Defense certainly looked better against the Rams. And now you've got a special teams returner that you can legitimately talk about. Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon. He's just come out of nowhere. Uh, he's – he might be the best returner they've had since Desmond Howard and the Super Bowl team 31 back in 96-97. So, Keyshawn, we asked him point blank at his locker the other day, why do you think it took this team so long to give you a shot at kickoff return? You know what I'm saying? You never know what's going on in the building. I'm saying I'm just it's bigger than me. They didn't know. I didn't know. Excuse my language, but I didn't really know either, so... It's just a confidence thing, you know what I'm saying? Once they give me an op and I'm confident and just make plays now. Once you get your confidence as a player, it sky's the limit. Hey, Mike, I want to go back real quick. The hand signal stuff that Aaron Rodgers was talking about this uh, past week and the story that came out, 
And it seemed like uh, a lot of people in Green Bay took it as some kind of a hit piece. And then after even Pat McAfee read it, he's like, no, this is just common stuff. And it quoted not just a couple of people that were formerly there. It quoted a lot of people and some people that are currently there. And it, it was just an interesting dynamic and take on how sensitive maybe uh, some of this stuff is that uh, they take it in Green Bay. Yeah, one of them was Amari Rogers. I'll tell you what, when we come back from break, there's a couple of quotes that I want to play for you on that topic I think you'll find interesting. I wanted okay, to let's finish do that. Up with, I wanted to finish up with Keyshawn with this. Monday night, Monday night football, Rams, cold weather. He's back there. He's looking like for his – I think the Rams had finally scored their first touchdown. So I put the binoculars on him, and Keyshawn is now dancing to the, you know, the TV timeout music. And then he looks over the Rams, and somebody is egging him on, trash-talking him on the Rams' sideline. So he goes over there to see, what do you want to talk about? You talking to me? And then he starts pointing to his biceps. And in the meantime, the Rams are just about lined up. The ref is just about to blow the whistle. They're just about ready to kick off the ball. And he's still over there jawing with somebody at the Rams. And then he looks back and, okay. Then he just easily gets back in his position, looks up, the ball's in the air, watches it all in the hands, and he returns it for 52 yards. I said, that is so cool. I said, who are you flexing your bicep on on the Rams bench just before that return? Actually, actually it was the, uh, the DN. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, is it 54? Is it, that's his name? Floyd. That's Floyd. Floyd. Floyd was you know, talking crazy to me on the sideline. He turned me up. I told him I'm going to do something with the ball. He told me I wasn't, so I had to prove him wrong. That's what this is about. You say anything after that? Yeah, he came to me after the game. Said, "I respect you." You know what I'm saying? That's all you can do in this league is earn other people respect around the league. So once you do that, that's how you know you're a good player in this league. Interesting stuff. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more. We'll wrap it up with Mike Clements coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's literally one of the dumbest stories I've, I've read since the Wall Street Journal story, which is saying a lot. Welcome back to the program. Hey, a reminder, the Enchanted North Pole is still going on tonight and then tomorrow, part of tomorrow, uh, over at the uh, the Rock Complex in Franklin. Uh, that is the, uh, the, the Enchanted North Pole at the Lux Bay's. Uh, golf uh, over there. All you got to do is go to LuxGolfBase.com. That's LuxGolfBase.com, L-U-X-E, GolfBase.com. They're located in Franklin. And I know it's cold. And you're probably not thinking about golf, but uh, it's going to warm up next week. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to get some rain on Wednesday, but uh, they still have the Enchanted North Pole tonight and tomorrow, and go check it out. It's a great way to uh, kind of bring the kids along and get them more, even more so into the Christmas spirit as we get ready for what's to come on Sunday. Uh, wrapping things up, Mike Clemens along for the ride. So, Michael, I know Rogers thought it was dumb, but when you read the article, it wasn't a hit piece or anything. It was just kind of taking you behind the scenes at 1265. And it said that these Aaron Rodgers, in the athletic, Aaron Rodgers has got like these 30 signals. It's kind of a, you know, it's for me to know and you to find out kind of thing. And here's was Rodgers' response. Listen, every signal that's used in the game is probably used in practice that week. And there's hardly any signals that are ever, you know, there's not, it's not like there's that many signals. There's some signals in the two-minute. I think the entire season we've maybe missed one or two signals on the year for the entire season. So it's not, it's not hard at all. Like, the fact that this is made to be a story, like I said, is the most ridiculous nothing story 
that I've read the entire year. And that's saying a lot. Oh, we have signals for our offense that we expect you guys to know. Oh, and then there was something about that it's not written or it's not like uh, stored anywhere. There's not a file. I don't know what that is. That's just complete no ridiculous. Trail. You don't have it in the cloud? Now, now, have there been certain coaches who are afraid to teach young guys signals who might not be on the roster later, you know, once mm, once the strategy you know, happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that seems like a normal thing. But are the signals, you know, used uh, throughout training camp, throughout the, you know, preseason, throughout the week in practice? Yeah. Are they difficult? No. An absolute nothing story. Uh, it wasn't a hit piece, though, Mike. It was just here's the information. He's kind of thin-skinned about this stuff. Yeah, Rich he Versace, is. a special teams coordinator, they brought him in and said, hey, Rich, during camp, you know, what do you think of these signals? And here's what Rich said. We go through the hand signals, and <laughs> I, got like, I got four of them wrong, and uh, he kind of wasn't happy about it. So a lot better in training camp, though. I think I got eight of them wrong in training camp, and I feel like I'm on the, I'm on the uptake right now with the, with the signals. So, so uh, I am totally, totally not embarrassed by it at all. No, I don't embarrass easily. There you go. It was kind of like, okay, eh, move on. No big well, deal. Well, he's, he's saying, <laughs> hey, you know, the, some of the players have got a point. Some of these signals are too complicated, man, you know? so Right. No, I completely agree. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, again, it's just you get a little insight into Rodgers, and instead of just saying, you know, that's what we do, and we try to make sure everybody's on the same page, he just gets mad at it. And I'm like, why? It wasn't like they were ripping him. Kind of like just... Al Lazard, wide open the other night. You know, nobody around him for yep. 15 yards, and. No, you're supposed to go downfield on that play. Okay. Yeah, well, All okay. Right. Okay. Mike, you have a tremendous uh, Christmas. We will talk again after the uh, game during the Green and Gold postgame show. But uh, you and yours and Cindy and everybody there, I know the daughters are going to be home. Enjoy yourself, and we'll talk again soon, okay? You too, Bill, and everybody else listening. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy. There you go. Ben, be safe, and we'll see you when you get back from Philadelphia. Thank you. You as well. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. I pray the plane does not get impacted by the wind. (laughs) Until we talk, don't forget, everybody, taking a listen to the program immediately following the Packers and the Dolphins this coming Sunday. We uh, have the Green and Gold postgame show, and we'll be right here bringing it to you. So uh, until then, go have a terrific holiday season. Go have a terrific Saturday, a terrific Sunday morning. Hopefully you get everything you want and more so. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. See you. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.